It's all been one year in the life. He started when he was just 14. He's now very nearly 15, and he's saved the world eight times. All he's got out of it is a bad school report. Yes, poor thing. He keeps going back to school after having once again nearly saved the world, and he arrives back nearly having been killed himself, and his teachers just say, sick again, Alex. <laughs> well, of course, he signed the Official Secrets Act, so he can't tell anybody what he's been up to, and that's part of the tension and the fun of the books, because whenever he gets back to school, there's the school secretary at the, at the gate saying, maybe you should think about taking vitamins or, or eating a little more fruit, Alex, because, you know, you've missed a lot of work. And he's always having to play catch-up, extra homework as well. So this, the plots often read like they're ripped straight from the headlines. How much research do you then have to do in order to write a new book? Every single Alex Ryder book takes at least three months of research of one sort or another, and that research involves reading books, going on the internet, talking to people who might help me, and a great deal of travel. For the new book, uh, I went to Kenya in Africa in order to get a feel for the jungle, which uh, for the bush, which is where the book finishes, and the animals and the sort of the world of crocodiles and, and, and all that. Uh, I also went to Scotland. Uh, the book climaxes with a chase to a dam, and I needed to know what a double arch curvature dam looks like, and also, of course, how to blow it up. Uh, so that meant visiting a dam, the only one I could find near me. There is one in Kenya, but it was a, a little too far to get to. So I went to one up in Scotland and looked at that. The book opens in a nuclear power station, and, and I went to that too. The point here being that what I'm doing in the Alex Ryder books is is escapism. It's, it's light-hearted adventure and, 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 and that, and nothing more. But I think that it works if it's really grounded in reality. That's the, the secret of the books, I think, is to present a very, very real world in which very extraordinary and unreal events happen. But the, the facts, the, 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 the machines, the airplanes, everything has to be very, very well documented in the places too to make the books feel real. One of the other endless sources of delight in the books are Alex's gadgets. Um, he's got everything from exploding zit cream to bicycle with ejector seats. Are all of these pure fiction or are they technically feasible? Well, I've made it a rule in the Alex Ryder books never to put in a gadget that is not technically feasible because, for my mind, one of the things that have has slightly damaged the James Bond movies have been some of the later gadgets, things like the invisible car, where you know it doesn't, it's not possible, it's ridiculous, or the watch that fires a laser beam that can cut through a wall. And that, to me slightly undercuts the, 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 the movies and the stories, because if you don't believe the gadgets, why should you believe anything else? So for the Alex Ryder gadgets, the rules are very simple. First of all, they have to be something that a teenage boy might have in his pockets, and I get that simply by going into my son's bedrooms and sort of having a little scout around and seeing what happens to be lying on their desks and stuff. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is, as I say, they have to be completely realistic, and the third is they have to be non-lethal, because by and large, Alex doesn't set out to kill anybody, so um, the, 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 the gadgets have to be fun with a smile and clever rather than violent and lethal. Well, so, for example, in this book, what are some of the gadgets you've given Alex? Well, because this book uses Alex at school quite a lot, this time Alex is back at school and uh, is posing as a schoolboy, the gadgets are things that you would find in a pencil case. In fact, it's a Simpsons pencil case that he carries. The pencil case is itself a gadget, and everything that's inside the pencil case, each one of them is, is something different, although I have to say I have to read the book to find out what they are. Don't oh, yes, no, don't I away. remember the gel ink pens? It turns out the gel is gel ignite. <laughs> that's right. Well, I do like my little jokes, my little my little uh, word plays and such. You know, my favorite gadget in all the Alex Ryder books was bubble gum that if you chewed, it could then turn into an explosive material. And I love the name of it, Bubble 07. There yeah. are lovely little moments of um, homage to the James Bond film, and there are probably films, and there are probably moments of homage to other films that I haven't really caught yet. You're somebody who grew up loving um, spy movies? I did. I mean, when I was growing up from about the age of 
2012 onwards. The Bond movies were coming out at that time with Sean Connery in them. And I'm glad you used the word homage because that's what I was trying to do with Alex Ryder. I was trying to remember my childhood delight in these movies to strip them of some of the, the violence and the racism and, the, and, of, and, of course, you know, the sexual content and sort of purify them and to be close but not ever to steal from the Bond movies. That was the, sort of the, the rule. And again, when I'm thinking of gadgets or action sequences or anything really in the books, the first question I ask myself is, did Bond do this or have this? And if the answer is yes, then I can't use it. You have such a strong sense of what 14-year-olds are like. Um, are you one of those writers with an amazing recall? Do you remember much of what you liked and were like yourself at that age? I do have strong memories of being 13 and 14, and they're not particularly happy memories, I'm afraid, because I, although I had a very loving background, very kind parents, and a lot of wealth in my childhood, I didn't have a lot of emotion in it. It was a very strange one in which I was sent away to a particularly unpleasant boarding school when I was only eight years old.